Hey there, hi there, ho there, doing the Disney Compendium intro, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome no, that's not, back. That sounds retro. <laughs> yeah, welcome back to another Untitled Movie Show, a movie where two jackasses talk about movies that they've watched. Hey, only one. I'm not going to say which one's which. <laughs> it's pretty obvious who would be jackasses. <laughs> I think so, too. <laughs> uh, just, it doesn't necessarily have to be an important movie, but it has to be something that we feel is worthy talking about. That's true. Uh, today, We, we opened the door with this one on the, on the Phantom Menace. Yes. Uh, <laughs> We're traveling back to the faraway world of 1999. Uh, The peak of human civilization, as this movie will tell you. That's Uh, true, yes. (laughs) uh, 1999, home to... Star Wars The Phantom Menace, the Sega Dreamcast came out, so did Tony Hawk's (laughs) Pro Skater. And also, uh, a major resurgence of the career of one Keanu Reeves. Oh, yes. Yes, starred in this... How many has he had? He's had a couple, right? He's had several resurgences. He just keeps coming back better than ever. Or one way to look at it is he never went away. Never went away. He just hides. He just kind of hangs out doing his own thing until a major hit comes out again. And that major hit was the cyberpunk uh, (laughs) smash success of 1999, The Matrix. The Matrix. The Matrix. Not a Matrix. Not one of... Not one of the Matrixes, but the Matrix. This isn't a sequel to Commando, where Schwarzenegger's <laughs> name is John Matrix. <laughs> oh man, that would have been so good. <laughs> I wonder if anybody was confused and thought that that's what this movie was. <sighs> he, he is the Matrix. Well, I have, I, have a, I have a long history of hating this movie. Yeah. And, uh, as I as I said in the Phantom Menace, but I did rewatch it and I loved it. And yeah. now I uh, now I love the Matrix. Now you love the Matrix. Now I love the yeah, Matrix. Well, I, I was trying to figure out why. And I didn't like Kung Fu at the time. <laughs> and um, I don't like slow-mo and like flashy stuff like that. And um, I still don't really, but it doesn't ruin it for me. Yeah. I like Kung Fu now. but It's so. something that it's, it's hard to sometimes go backwards and think about some of these things. Like, you know, you go back to the Matrix and what the effects-wise, like the special effects of the slow-mo and everything, was yeah. very unique to The Matrix, and it just yeah. got played the hell out going yes. forward. So you kind just of... Retro- hate the Matrix even Yeah, more. you just kind of retroactively go back and be like, God, it's just... Matrix yeah. just changed everything. And it did, yeah. It for did, better yeah. or worse, for, for, for a lot of things. Worse in most cases. Too many people tried to ape what The Matrix is doing, and it never worked out well. Yeah, usually what it is is yeah. someone... Good does it, and everybody rips it off, but they don't understand the reason why they did it. Yeah, I well, and, and this isn't the only movie that looked like this, like with the whole punk thing and yeah. the techno and stuff, which yeah. I wasn't a fan of. It just did it better than everybody, anybody yeah. else. Yeah, and yeah. I had a good reason for it. I, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of um, the movie when it came out the first time around. Yeah, I remember seeing it uh, a couple of times. I, I'm. St- We'll get into it a little bit. I'm still not a huge fan of the movie, but it is super cool to look at still. Yeah. Uh, I I guess one thing I could say about the Wachowskis is that I think they're better, like, directors than they are, like, writers in a <laughs> lot of ways. They are phenomenal directors. They have a great vision, and they execute it perfectly every time, mm. but I'm not so necessarily sure about plots a lot of oh, well it's funny when i watched this again uh, i think it was, it was a few weeks before christmas um pre-corona i um 
uh, <laughs> uh, th- that's what I liked the most about it was how well the script was written. Yeah, I, <laughs> and just I like because you get a lot of information and it unfolds effortlessly and very smoothly. Yeah. And there's like the Matrix, there's what happened in the real world, yeah. and it all comes out. And like great for me when I was watching, I'm like all right, this is like too much. Then they have the kung fu training scene, which kind of kind of <laughs> let you digest what you just saw. So I thought that was that was very well, good. They certainly, they they certainly, especially with this first movie. Uh, really do have they know what their universe is oh yeah i don't necessarily think it's well written but i mean it's all there and it's all like if they don't try to kill you with it which is yeah a lot of sci-fi and especially cyberpunk stuff gets too into their universe Mm. Uh, and they didn't really try to get too into their own universe they wanted it to unfold organically which yeah did a good job especially in this first one yeah and they um and they utilize it really well like like cypher like he you know is the double agent or whatever and he his reason for leaving isn't because he wants money or because you know whatever like in a normal movie it's that he doesn't want to be in the real world anymore because you know like he says ignorance less Although when he goes back to the real world, he does want money and power. So. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, but but I mean, he wants to. He doesn't want to live in the real world because the struggle's too hard. You know, just like he'd rather just live where he doesn't know what's actually going on. Yeah, yeah. But which is cool. Which which is an example of how how well they utilize yeah. uh, the world because they really thought out every little thing that could happen yeah. in the, and they hit it all, which is cool. Yeah, which they, yeah. they really took advantage of it, which I, yeah, which I like. Um, Cyberpunk is always like a really, like, weird like the it's always a weird thing to pull off because it requires something that's kind of not there um, mm. for you to pull it off successfully. Uh, Blade Runner does a really good job at it. Oh yeah. Um, there's a couple of cartoons, Ghost in the Shell and Akira, mm. kind of do some good stuff. Um, so like, but Matrix like 1999 was sort of the perfect time to try to do a large scale cyberpunk uh story again yeah um it's it's it it was a time where special effects and practical effects were sort of at their peak because the um the effect of neo um dodging the bullets or anyone doing the bullet dodge in this Mm -hmm. and and the camera panning around and stuff is more practical effect than it is digital effect. It's almost completely. Yeah. It's almost completely a practical effect. It's yeah. uh, you know they they basically locked him in a room surrounded by cameras, like yeah. they built the room around him uh, to create yeah. that pan and to get the timing down for something like that is absurd. Yeah. Um, and well, it's two I mean, movie cameras, one on yeah. each end, and then still cameras in between. Yeah, yeah. like eighty or something. Yeah, so yeah, it was yeah, it was like eighty cameras. <laughs> but it's funny because then I think in the next two movies and every movie since then they do it digitally. You know, it's digitally. like yeah, and, which and, is funny. And, and the effect, the effect looks better, um, practical like this, I think. But it's still pretty mm. good digital. Um, yeah, I mean, like Lord of the Rings, it's like half that movie is bullet time because <laughs> it's yeah, like yeah. the top of the tower and it drops down and like goes in between everything, and then like uh, Fight Club and Panic Room do it a lot, where the camera's going through like keyholes and crap, and like well, yeah, I, I, I didn't really thought same. of that as bullet time, but it totally is. Yeah, Fight Club came out the same year as this too. Oh, it did. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, 
That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Weird year for movies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember, um, I think there was a fight club preview on, um, Phantom Menace. <laughs> I remember they were Fox. They were both yeah, Fox. Fox. So it makes sense. They were. Yeah. Um, boy, is this movie just this, like it is definitely 1999. And it's supposed uh, to be. Yeah. It's, it's, so perfect. It, it, it's like they nailed like, the the crappy club scene where you have Dracula blaring, yeah, <laughs> and you have Rage Against the Machine blaring over the credits. That is, there's uh, uh, there's kind of only now like a couple dumb things for me in this. I mean, every movie has a few dumb things, but the end, I was like, I could do without Rage's rip off of Cashmere. <laughs> I mean, it works, it works, but it's just yeah. kind of like every time just, I see a movie and it ends yeah. like cuts to the credits, I just hear da 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 da. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, yeah, it was so fun. It was so funny because I've watched I've watched this twice uh, within the last couple of weeks because mm-hmm. we were gonna do it, but then you know the universe is weird right now, so it's hard to. <laughs> we're in the matrix. But, yeah, we're in the matrix. Uh, <laughs> so I watched it again today. Hold on, let's and... I got a cat out. She's scratching. Yeah. She'll normally stand with her nose on the door, but then if she really <laughs> wants to go out, she'll just scratch on it until you open it for her. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, so, yeah, I was watching it again today, and every time Dragula hits in this, I just can't help but laugh, because it's just like, God, oh, yeah. this, is 19, this is 1999 as hell. Yeah. Like, like this is like peak Hot Topic era, and <laughs> it's only yeah. going to get, and, and it's only going to get, like, crazier, because, like, they create that cyberpunk look at the end of this. Oh yeah, with the trench coats and the buckles and uh, belts and the, yeah, it's, business. It's, it's very like uh, it's it, like it's very video gamey, uh, very anime. Oh yeah, which, yeah, and which comic is, which, bookie and which is what yeah, they're going for. Which which is like the Wachowskis wheelhouse because I will say I, I Wachowskis. My favorite movie of theirs is Speed Racer by a long shot. Speed Racer is very good. Uh, it's all style. The plot is incredibly stupid, but so is the cartoons. And... I, I mean, it's great. I mean, in the way they shot it was cool because yeah. they used the HD yeah. cameras that Lucas was using. Yeah. And they would shoot everything separately so they could keep it all in focus like a like, comic like, book or a like, cartoon. Yeah, like I said at the beginning of this, they they have quite the eye for creating a scene. You know, I will say they're the only like writer directors that have taken off in Lucas's footsteps. I mean, there's plenty of good ones, but people who are pushing story and technology at the yeah. same time, they are the only ones. <laughs> and it, or that's what's great about me opening the the door to the Matrix was I was because I haven't seen any of their other movies, <laughs> so that I got to see everything else and and loved it all. So <laughs> that, that was fun, and especially right now because movies are kind of in a creative drought so it's kind of good, good good for me to put some wind back in my sails yeah it's it's fun like it's so crazy to see sort of uh still to this day like I, i've i've said it to you before like ghost in the shell is one of my favorite movies oh yeah yeah i love ghost in the shell and to see so many to the point of like direct references to mm-hmm. the point of being ripoff just how much <laughs> you could tell that they've like yeah. They are so inspired by that universe. Oh, yeah. And it's very cool to sort of like... Yeah, they wanted to make an anime on screen. That yeah. was like a live action. That was their, that yeah. was their and, goal. And they pretty much did. I mean, because that's what like late 80s, early 90s anime was. So mm. there's a, there was a trend of that stuff. Yeah, because yeah, like Blade Runner was super influenced by like heavy metal and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Not the music. Um, <laughs> yes, heavy metal as in the, the, um, 
the magazine slash cartoon. Yeah. Um, Mobius, right? Mobius, yeah. That was his name, right? The artist? I, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the French dude? Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's they have an aesthetic that they've absolutely nailed. Yeah. Um, well, in Bullet Time was, they said that in comic books, they like, you know, when you can stretch a moment out with different yeah. panels and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what they were trying to do with that. Yeah. It, 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 boy, did it create uh, video games to this day. Oh, yeah. Uh, still, like, heavily lean into that sort of, like, slow down time. So you can, oh, yeah. sh- you know, shoot and dodge bullets and yeah. stuff like that. There's a uh, there's a, a video game called Super Hot. And it is basically just you doing bullet time only. Mm. Time only moves when you're in motion. Uh, and the bullets are coming at you or whatever projectile so you can actually like dodge out of the way sometimes smack the bullets out of the way and it is just (laughs) like you're like oh this is absolutely the matrix and it's like vr now so you're just like Uh, in this universe of being weird and yeah um yeah it's so funny that they're so influenced by like that and when they kind when time came to make a video game they didn't particularly make a good video game out of this whole situation they tried they were all in on it though they were all in Dear they Lord. were very involved yes which is uh, cool like, well there were two video games there were three there were three God, i just found the first one there's but enter the matrix enter, right? yeah enter the matrix path of neo and the matrix online oh it's <laughs> like uh whatever sim city or whatever no it was uh like it, it was more it was more than SimCity. Mm. <laughs> it's a Star Wars Galaxies, I was going to say. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. Living in the Matrix, going on quests, all that stuff. And there was oh, huge, yeah, yeah. When they were shutting down the servers, they did. there was a huge party as the universe uh, collapsed around them. So it was very cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, well, it, it's pretty funny to look at the, the CG in this because it's fine, but it's funny to look at that and then where the Phantom Menace was because they were light years ahead of where they were on the Matrix. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's fine in this movie. That's, that's definitely more of an um, example of where CG was in 1999 because the Phantom yeah. Menace was way ahead in the future. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet I, you they saw I, the Phantom I, Menace and they're like, oh, damn it. I, I still think the design, uh, like, they, they went for a much more, like, um, Geiger look for, like, the oh, yeah. the. the the stuff and it, machine it, city the machine stuff yeah it, it looks fine uh, even in yeah it's, even fine, it's yeah. like it's 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 high, it's high end uh cg for 1999 which yeah, is for not sure, yeah. which is not but star wars is above high end for the time frame but <laughs> yeah um, yeah because the bugs the most like cg thing they have yeah yeah, but, but there's so much in there that can be done with practical effects and stuff. Uh, like, yeah. w- like when he's bending the spoon, it's very obviously mm-hmm. like CG-ish and it's kind of obnoxious. Yeah. But, um, for the most part, I, I, I'll tell you the one thing that I think uh, this movie doesn't get enough credit for is how well-rounded and good every member of the cast is. Oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Like, like it, it's actually really... Uh, uh, Hugo Weaving oh, so gives good. one of my one of my favorite performances in this entire movie. Yeah, he like the way he enunciates and the way he talks <laughs> and his like his the, the way he presents himself. No, oh, yeah, of all of the it's like you know he's the main agent Smith and he mm-hmm. really feels like it and he does a really like he got it like he understood. Oh yeah, the, what the agent Smith character is like. Well, he's definitely not human, but he's mm-hmm. trying to act human. 
yeah yeah the way he the way he says lines and like the the, the interrogation scene with morpheus is oh, yeah. really good yes it is and yeah especially uh, when he's finally especially when he's finally breaking down and it's like i need to get out of here yeah he's like kind of acts more human where he like has needs and desires because yeah. he, he hates it there and he wants to get out of it yeah. and he yeah. doesn't like it's, the smell of it yeah and he's like wiping the sweat off of him and making him smell. It's an incredible scene. I gotta give that scene. It's, it's, oh yeah, his, his whole performance is great in this movie. Yeah, yeah. what's well, cool with that scene too because uh, they're they're setting up something which you don't really realize is he takes the earpiece out. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be distracted, but then that makes it so Neo and Trinity can advance yeah. as far as they do into the building. They're, they're, they're doing a. They're, it's especially in this movie they're doing a lot of like little tiny things. Mm-hmm. That that are that imply Neo being the one, yeah. Because it's a one in a million shot that he would pull his earpiece out, so they, they couldn't hear him as they're yeah. going into the thing, or you know, like even when uh, Cipher was killing, and it's like, you know, I wouldn't be able to pull the plug out and having the guy survive and everything. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. Like they're showing a lot out. of little things like that, like to prove yeah. that you know. It's on his like the universe is on Neo's side. Here. Yeah, well, and it's cool because Neo doesn't believe it like the whole time. He's yeah. at the most he's entertaining the idea of it, yeah. and he, it's cool because yeah. he makes all the right choices because yeah. he is the one. He is the one. He's making all the right. Yeah, he 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 wants it to be true, so he's sort of like his body is sort of going through the motions of being it being true too. And yeah, he's true. And, I mean, he's just doing what he thinks is right, which is yeah. what makes him the one. And I do like when she is telling him that when the uh, the uh, oracle uh, mm. is explained, like oh, it's like it's, you know, he's telling you what you need. She's telling you what you need to hear, kind of thing. And telling yeah, you yeah, yeah. Because she's not telling him he is because like he needs to believe it. But also when she asks like what needs to happen, he says like another life, mm. um, which is which plays in later in the movie because when he gets gunned down, like. He dies in that hallway. Yeah. And when he reawakens, he is the one at that point. It's when he yeah. can see everything going on now. It's He yeah, does get that another life. Yeah. So... <laughs> that is cool because yeah. the music's really good at that scene. Yeah. And then he can see it in the code and everything. And then he knows. Well, it's like, well, it's like Morpheus says, I can show you the door, but you have to walk through it. Like, and yeah. that's the whole thing. No one's going to tell him he's the one and, and everything. Uh, yeah. They pretty much... <laughs> the funny thing is that they... That... Avengers Endgame sort of replicates that whole thing where there is a one in a million sh- chance that uh, of how they win this thing because Doctor Strange sees it and mm. he can't tell Tony Stark what the one shot needs to have happen because if he told told him it can't, it won't happen and it's the same yeah. exact thing in this like oh well, if I tell you you're the one now you now you're just gonna try to be the one yeah you need you to, you need you to make that decision on your own yeah and have those choices come to you naturally yeah as opposed to us telling you that and you trying to think you deciding on your own what being the one means like it doesn't yeah. work that way no uh, well it's funny that Star Wars and the Matrix were basically telling the same story at the same time with the one and the prophecy yeah. I mean. I mean, obviously, they're. I mean, they came out the same exact time. There's no way that anybody's ripping anybody off, and even the sequels where Neo has the dream of her dying and all that stuff. I mean, obviously, it plays out differently, and they're taking from the same inspiration. But yeah, I mean, and obviously, the Wachowskis were inspired by Star Wars, but oh, yeah. it's it's just funny that they were kind of at the same place at the same time. Yeah, um, I this 
as a youngster, this was oh, it was always funny to me to have uh, Lawrence Fishburne in this because to me he was only Cowboy Curtis. There was no other. I have no idea who Lawrence Fishburne was other than uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse and The Matrix. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've always loved, I've always loved Larry. Yeah, <laughs> from Apocalypse Now to yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny to see him in this because he's like right before he starts to get older you know because yeah, he's, he's like he's, old but he's still super skinny yeah he's in this he's in that weird spot peak, i guess yeah he's, yeah he's at like the well this is my last hurrah and then after this i'm going to turn into sort of the heavy settled man in every movie that i'm in from here on out yeah uh, I, I, I love fishman he's one of my favorites yeah uh I, I love, yeah he's great he's great in um the inevitable uh repairing of Larry Fishburne and Keanu Reeves and the John Wick movies. Oh, that's right. Um, Fishburne is great in those two because he mm. plays, he plays basically a, he plays a gang leader, like an assassin's guild gang leader of homeless mm. people. And he has like, <laughs> he has like, you know, his pigeons on the roof. Those are like his ears on the street kind of thing. Yeah. Along yeah, this, with the of choice with pigeons. Yeah, along with the uh, along with all of his homeless people who are just, you know, everyone ignores them because they're homeless people kind of thing. Uh, so, yeah, it's yeah. a really good gang idea. It's basically the Oliver Twist gang, but you know, uh, <laughs> throw gang seeds is, on people when pigeons attack them. Yeah. But they're also all they're also all assassins, although uh there seems to be only a handful of normal people in the John Wick universe, so <laughs> Uh, I, you, you, pretty much everyone's an assassin for the most part. It seems like it would suck <laughs> we're, we're all assassins in our own way. Yeah, it would suck to be a normal human being in this universe because those pesky assassins are always just doing something, always being noiseless and rambunctious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a joke assassin. I'll say some really dark joke that nobody laughs at, and then it kills the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's like the Matrix is still not a movie that I consider a favorite. I don't even. I mm. probably. And I probably won't watch it again anytime mm-hmm. soon, but I do. I do like it more than I did. Time has, get, mm. has time has been kind to this movie for me personally. Oh, totally. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I don't like it at all, and I absolutely love it now. And yeah. got it on 4K, which is probably the best, <laughs> probably the best movie purchase I've got because I've only bought it once. This isn't like the yeah. fifth time I've bought yeah. it. <laughs> like I bought Star Wars this week, and yeah. you know, like Star Wars VHS and DVD yeah. and Blu-ray. Yeah. Two or three different VHS releases, a DVD release, Blu-ray. But The Matrix, just one. I just got a 4K. Got that was, that was uh, I've never owned The Matrix, and it's on Netflix right now. So Yeah, uh, that's, that's that's why I watched it. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 No, I, I love it now. Yeah. Watched uh, it several times since I started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's definitely not... Yeah, it, 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 I hold no special place in my heart for the Matrix either. Mm. So it's like the yeah. only thing that I, the only thing that I like did hold like a special place in my heart was the Enter the Matrix video game because I thought it was like kind of cool what they were mm. doing at the time. Yeah, um, the game's not great by any stretch of the imagination, but it's the only time where a movie tie-in game felt like what you want a movie tie-in game to be, mm. where it's like. The people involved in the movie have like a lot of control over it. It's not yeah. the story; it's part of the story. It's yeah. like its own independent standalone thing where you're playing this game alongside the story, which is really cool. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, you, you know, you're not playing as Neo, which I know is like one of those things where it's like that sucks, but mm. you're still in the universe, so you don't. So you don't have like you want to play a game where you have the power set of Neo. 
Mm. But it's like playing a Superman game. If you were Neo, what what does that mean? Because you have complete yeah. control over the Matrix. Kind totally, of yeah. So, like, so to play as characters in the world where you have some control over what you're doing when you're in the mm. Matrix world, but not to the level of the chosen one. Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. So, you can't fly. Yeah, so so to have it so to have it tie in to the Matrix and doing its own thing and like featuring a lot of like the characters like all of the cast is there and mm, yeah it, it was really cool what they were doing at the time and nobody had really done that and nobody has done that since because it's a it's a time-consuming expensive yeah. proposition and, i think after the first matrix the wachowski's got a blank check yeah. and like do whatever you want yeah you want to do uh, two movies at once okay sure go for it want to make a video I game st- with it go I, for it i still absolutely love the animatrix the animatrix is cool oh i uh, still haven't watched that i've seen the Flight of, of Osiris, Osiris or whatever, because like twenty was, times, because that yeah, was in the theaters like, before, before some movie that I saw. It, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, it was the. Might have been before Dreamcatcher. It wasn't no, before I, Dream. It no, wasn't before Dreamcatcher because I yeah. saw Dreamcatcher with you, and that didn't play before. Hmm. <laughs> or both Warner Brothers could be. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Well, well, one thing for me that this did was because <laughs> I always thought Keanu Reeves sucks. Yeah, and I watch it. I'm like, he doesn't suck. He's got a few bad lines here and there, more than your average A-list actor. Yeah, <laughs> but he's good. He's really, really subtle, which is cool. But no, he he is a really good actor, though. Yeah, he just he'll, he'll just give a bad line here and there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he's in. He's in. It's one of those things. It's the Nicolas Cage situation where uh, <laughs> always comes back every, to Cage. You know, for me, always where for every like. Good movie he's in, he's going to be in like four or five, just like, <laughs> like just piles of trash, and but it makes up for it when it comes to you know other movies and stuff. So like one of his random, one of his many classics. Yeah, I mean, like I absolutely like, uh, you know, I love Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. <laughs> Um, I love the John Wick movies. Oh, yeah. Um, I love, um, I mean, I even like Point Break to an extent. Mm. Um, it's Speed. bad. Speed. Speed's fantastic. <laughs> Speed's, Speed genuinely rules. It's kind of, a, it's silly, but like, it's the right kind of 90s action silly that you look for and that kind of thing. The only way to explain Speed is by saying Speed. <laughs> <laughs> that sums up the movie perfectly. Yeah. yeah I was talking about that movie movies. yesterday. It's, it's funny. The bus blows up, and you're like, yeah. oh, wait, there's more movie? <laughs> like, yep, we're going to go on a subway, and the same thing's going to happen. They, like, did a crappy sequel in its own movie. <laughs> like, no, they, didn't have, they didn't have the writers to make it last for another 40 minutes. <laughs> you were right. It was Dreamcatcher. Just saying. So you know, <laughs> I thought so. so. There you go. With Duddits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was a movie I loved at the time, and now, not so much. <laughs> It's not Boy, terrible. Watched, yeah, it's pretty bad. It, yeah. <laughs> that plot is that plot is some great A nonsense. It goes kind of nowhere. <laughs> well, the acting, they do that acting where they act like they're best friends, but best, friend, best friends don't really act like that. Yeah. And yeah. it's uh, just kind of weird. Every, nobody's doing a great job in that movie. And they're all good yeah. actors, too. Yeah. And Lawrence yeah. Kasdan's great, and yeah. it just kind of fell apart. Yeah. Well, it, actually, it, I don't know if Thomas Jane's that great of an actor. I don't know if I've ever really seen him in anything where I walked away going, "Man, he did a great job in that movie." He's a good Frank Castle. I, guess. I like him, like, but yeah. <laughs> I watched The Mist and I was like, eh, "He's not really that good." In this. <laughs> <laughs> it's a cool movie, but who knows? Yeah. All right. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, 
it's it's fun to go back to the matrix. Yeah, I haven't watched the sequels yet, so uh, I kind of like the sequels more because it's they just one go movie. For it. <laughs> yeah, they go for it hardcore, and it's awesome because it definitely has that feel of like the prequels where they're like, man, nobody is telling them what to do, and. So it's one movie. You can't look at it as two movies. Like that was their biggest fault. I mean, I don't think making one four and a half hour movie released separately is the way to go. But yeah. having said that, it's awesome. So problem with Reloaded, even well, though I love it, we'll, it does have problems. Yeah, we'll get to Reloaded and talk about Reloaded and Revelations. We'll, oh. I think we'll do it. We'll do a separate episode because I haven't oh, okay, watched okay. them yet. Okay. I haven't watched them yet, and I think okay, I'll yeah. watch them back to back. I was gonna, I was going to prepare you, prepare you yeah. for what you're in for. Yeah, well, it's, so. so it's one movie. So okay. the Reloaded is the first act. So okay. <laughs> they don't really do much. They just set it all up. And then the next one knocks it all down. So when you watch Reloaded, you're like, why didn't anything happen? Then you watch Revolutions and you go, oh, that's why. Because I hated Reloaded when I watched it. And then I watched it again and then I loved it. Was it a six-month stagger or was it a year stagger? I think it was a year. Okay. I think. I mean, it was it wasn't a Kill Bill situation where it was like, and then six months later you get part two. Except <laughs> oh, this- oh, 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 the stake. Oh, I think yeah. shooting it. Um, no, it was it was six months. Okay. Okay. I mean, yeah. It's it's, it's that's weird. It's never really worked out for a movie. No. That kind of release schedule. They I wanted think. to do three weeks, but the studio <laughs> wouldn't let them. Which that sounds. Which would have been way better, I think. I don't. I don't think so. I don't think that would have been way better because. Mm. I, th- I I I think it's one of those things where it's I'm gonna I'm gonna break into like the football analogy where the Super Bowl ended and then a week later Vince McMahon decided to launch the XFL and that's like mm. putting no time like putting no t- that distance you're not gonna make your money back knowing full well that the next one's gonna come out so the next mm. one is still gonna be in theaters so you're gonna do like a double feature or something like mm. it, 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 you're kind of in a no-win situation when you're yeah. doing, when you're making a movie this way because you want to have this one still fresh in people's minds yeah but you also want it to have its full run and you want it to you want people to anticipate it too you want yeah. people to like go you know um you know avengers did it a year you know you had in you had infinity war where it ended on a big cliffhanger, and then you have Endgame a year later that wraps up the cliffhanger. Mm. The two movies stand alone on their own. It just so happens the cliffhanger in Infinity War is a bummer. It's it's in mind in mm. itself as a full movie by itself, mm. but it's very clearly a part one and part two situation. And, and this is definitely, I mean, like Reloaded is completely unfulfilling. <laughs> it's those yeah. revolutions you can't just pick that. I yeah. mean, it literally starts and, off right in the middle of the scene from Reloaded. And, and, so. and I remember I remember seeing um, Reloaded. Uh, when it first came out on DVD. Um, I remember nothing about Reloaded. Uh, I <laughs> the just freeway scene is the, the best the scene ever. The freeway scene is the only thing I remember about that because it was also in the video game. Yeah. And it was the best part, <laughs> of, the video- cool. it was the best part of the video game, too. <laughs> yeah. So um, and so that's what I remember about it. So I, I never saw Revolution- Revelations. Revolutions. Uh, Revolutions, Le- you're right. Revolutions. Um, yeah. Just kind of... And Revolutions not, is killer. Not necessarily because I didn't... Because I hated uh, Reloaded, mm. it was just, I just never watched it. It just never, like, mm. I wasn't big enough fan of the Matrix movies to, like, yeah. do it. And it just sort of, like, by the time it came out, I was, uh, my my movies, my movie tastes have sort of moved yeah. to um, much more serious affairs and stuff at the yeah. time. And still my Disney bullshit, but. Yeah. Um, 
But, yeah, uh, so it, it is one movie because the problem with Reload is it's uneven because it's like an hour and like 15 minutes of just laying down plot line yeah. after plot line. And you finally get to that point where you're like, okay, I'm ready for ready to digest this info. And then there's another talking scene with philosophy and you're like, Ugh. so all those scenes are really good. They just, they just could have been separated a little bit. Cause then you get like two, like 15 minute action scenes, like in a row. And you're like, guys, why can't you split this up? But so like I guess I'm preparing I, you for it. And, and I don't know how, like, and I'm not even saying like, sometimes you like to sort of fantasy book sort of like, well, what could they have done different to fix that problem? Mm-hmm. To sort of, because it created a dissonance with a lot of people. Like, people mm-hmm. hated Re- Reloaded so much that Revolutions, people, like, pe- fewer people went to Revolutions. Yeah, it didn't do very well. Uh, didn't do very well. Reloaded did fan- phenomenally. Oh, yeah. Were excited. Um, how many, what, what, what year did uh, Reloaded come out? I think it was 2003. 2003. So, I, I mean, think they both came out 2003. Yeah, there have been several years between Matrix and this. And so people were hungry for it. Yeah. Um, because the cool thing about the original Matrix is it really does sort of stand alone on its own. Like, oh, oh, yeah. For if sure, that's yeah. The, the ending that they give to it is your very typical sort of sci-fi ending where it's mm. like, and so he's fulfilled the prophecy of being the one, and now he's going to go out there and try to... Like, you don't need to see the universe get saved or whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah. Just imply it. Like, a lot, of, a lot of things started comics and you know, stuff ended that way. And it was, yeah. so, so it was a traditional, you know, good ending. Um, yeah. Well, no, Chasky has always had a trilogy yeah. in mind. That was, the yeah. matrix was always a whole so, thing. So that, that was what was good about it was like, not, it had its own standalone ending, but it was, you know, wide open. And very open. <laughs> if, if it made the money they wanted it to make and they got mm. the check to make their trilogy, then they've left it open and super enough to make, yeah. To make to finish up what they wanted to do, but if it wasn't that much of a success, they got to make one of the things they wanted to do, yeah. and got it out there, and it's complete. Just um, like a new hope, it's like the empire's yeah. still out there, but you feel like it's they've they've yeah. resolved everything. Yeah, you, you feel like with that, look, they blew up the Death Star. You know, Fult was like, well, and this will start the revolution that saves yeah. the universe or whatever. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, so they did a really good job. Um, making it a full movie while leaving it wide open for a sequel. I'm impressed yep. with the way they ended that. I like the Wachowskis a lot. And, yes. and sort of, again, they're they're incredibly competent filmmakers. And it's kind oh, of yeah. a bummer they don't get more, do more than they do. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, knowing um, their personal lives. Yeah. Um, they got their hands full. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of difficult. Like Hollywood is known to sort of be a pain in the ass, and yeah, I'm sure I'm sure they've lost plenty of jobs, considering you know what their personal lives are, and like yeah. the whole thing with them where it's you know, it, they're the Wachowskis, and you know, it's weird <laughs> to watch the end of the Matrix and have it come up as the Wachowski brothers. Yeah, knowing what we know now, and because it's, I, it's, it's cool they didn't change it though. Just I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't care if they did, but it's, yeah. it's cool. They didn't retro like it hasn't retroactively gone back and edited it to be that. It's just mm-hmm. left it as it is, and, which is cool. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's like we I, who know, like the Matrix Four is being made. Um, I can't. I can't wait for that. <laughs> I can't wait to see what the Matrix Four is. Well, I, my I, memory of where three ended was like, how are they going to make another one? And then after watching it, you're like, oh my god, this is wide open for way more yeah. to happen. Yeah, but you just will like, see. <laughs> yeah, but like, but like, also, 
it's so many years later. So, but I don't know everything they've made the uh, since then I've loved. So yeah. like I love Jupiter Ascending. Sense Eight was great. So they definitely still got their mind. Yeah. In no, in I, uh, no, I'm I'm saying I'm saying it's so many years later for the people involved. And oh for yeah. The, for the universe of the Matrix, because yeah, but it's like because the Matrix takes place in 2199. Uh yeah, uh, it's two two hundred years later. Two hundred years later, it's yeah, twenty one ninety nine. So yeah. at this point, you're doing like twenty years after that, and <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, we'll see what happens. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of a lot of ideas out there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. So I mean, who knows when that's? I mean, production on pretty much everything right now is sort of in limbo. Yeah. So who knows when we'll actually see that movie at this point? But... Yeah. Give them time to work on the script. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> which yeah. which could be great. Yeah, I, 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 I'll be, it'll be interesting to see what uh, moviegoers feel about the Matrix when the Matrix Four comes out because everyone was super excited when they announced. Yeah, totally. Uh, Matrix Four. Uh, yeah. Even even though critically and sort of consumerly, the Matrix sequels were not well received, mm-hmm. uh, kind of universally. Yeah. Um, but I but people still have fondness for the franchise. I think a lot of people have gone back on it and like the sequels. Mm, No, not really. (laughs) I was was reading a lot of stuff that not really, not particularly. Yeah. Um, I I don't know, but no, no, no. People still don't really care for (laughs) those. I think people sort of liked that. The original, I think people missed in the original matrix, how it it was a special effects thing, but it was also like incredibly grounded at the same time. Like there was stuff happening, but they worked within a set of limitations, and by the time you get to the sequels, those limitations are blown out the window. Oh, you don't yeah. have to carry about any of that anymore. And it seems universally, I mean, when you look at stuff, when things go bombastic, mm-hmm. I mean, like, when, by the time you get to, you know, the prequels for Star Wars, I mean, like, it's George Lucas now with uh, yeah. infinite money and doing exactly what he wants, how he wants to do it. And there's the only limitation is technology and the technology (laughs) isn't really holding him back that much anymore. And it feels, and it feels like when that happens, people react negatively to it Hmm. Uh, because that's definitely what happened with the matrix. By the time you got to the the sequels, the Wachowskis were given a blank check and (laughs) do what you want. And they made a, you know, five hour movie, basically, uh, (laughs) You know, <laughs> like, you know, a couple of two hour movies, two, two, two hour, 20 minute movies or whatever. Yeah. You know, you they, they, they were unrestrained in their creative. Well, the first process. one's Neo learning. Yeah. You know, well, the and then the yeah, other the one, is one is the war. Is so it's way yeah. different. Yeah. So like the first one has to be grounded by the fact that it's him getting out of the thing, <laughs> out mm. of the situation that he's been living the entire time. Yeah. Um, the Internet ruined. uh Everything concept of the uh, <laughs> the concept of the red pill because that became a a thing online. You know, it's funny. I don't, it's funny with that because I don't know if it's because I'm watching it in the higher definition than everybody else. Most people did, but it's, so there's the red and the blue, yeah. and it's it's like um, Dayquil. Yeah. So when he grabs it, the red pill looks darker than it looks, making it look blue. But it is most definitely red. <laughs> it's just that it looks like it. And obviously, a lot of people saw this on VHS. So it definitely looks darker. But when you look, it is most definitely red. It was funny because when I was watching, I was like, what the hell is everybody talking about? <laughs> the, uh, well, in, in terms of the internet, though, um, 
being red pilled is the equivalent of they they do, they called it being red pilled, and it's basically uh, grown adult men being angry at women online. I mean, that's really yeah, it, it's a big stupid. What does that have to do with the Matrix? Because because the Matrix presented, you take the red pill, you see what's truly there, and it's a bunch of men just being like, it's like it's the women that are you know controlling our our, our lives. We don't need this. Kind of, it's so like a Fight Club Matrix kind of mesh up right there, where we're a generation of men raised by women. <laughs> yeah, basic, basically. So by taking the by taking the pill, you've regained. You know, you take you've taken the red pill, so you're seeing the world for what it truly is, and. You know, all that. Goddamn internet. The internet. <laughs> Goddamn Reddit, mostly, at this point. It's, I mean, <laughs> Red? It, all, Red? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Red? Yeah. Reddit sort of helped ruin that particular part of it, so, of the Matrix. But, yeah. I don't really think about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, you're not terminally online like a lot of us I'm not. Are, I'm so. not at all. Yeah, so. Well, I guess at all. I'm on it a little bit, but I'm doing this right now on the internet. <laughs> yeah, on the internet Safe, safe, and safe in the quarantine zone. Uh, you mean the porn machine, thing. the internet? Yeah. <laughs> you mean the box with the boobs? Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't remember like the the only thing I really remember like at the time of the Matrix was a everyone being super in the Matrix, and mm. b the sort of like controversy it was strumming up because of like Columbine. And things like that. You like, know, it came out way after. Well, not way, but <laughs> after. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, I remember it was funny when it came out because, obviously, that was the summer of Star Wars for me. Did this come out in, like, August or something? It came out... I thought, I thought it might be in, like, a late kind of summer. Uh, release date, March 31st, 1999. <laughs> oh. So, definitely not off. the summer, yeah. Actually, that was way off. So, I guess I was before Columbine, then. <laughs> oh, Columbine happened today, actually. Yeah. Well, not, I mean, today, <laughs> years ago, not today, today. Oh, yeah. Well, the, yeah, this date, however many years ago that was, uh, was that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now think about it. Um, if you want to just, I, I, I wanted to prepare some stuff to, like, talk about, but, like, I went to the Wikipedia page for The Matrix, and, oh, my God, there's too much information. Oh, yeah. On <laughs> On the Matrix, it is insane. It has. I, I'm just gonna break it down. Like when you go to, um, like uh, influences, and it has its own separate Wikipedia page for what's influenced the Matrix. Hmm. Uh, but it also has like film and television influences, literary influences, philosophy influences, oh, yes. religion and mythology. Uh, transgender themes, you know, <laughs> and, uh, like, retroactively, we're like, wait a minute. Well, we these guys are now girls. Let's go back on this. Well, it's, it's a little more complicated than that. Mm. Uh, this could be a teaching moment for you, but we'll just, keep it, <laughs> we'll just, keep, we'll just keep it in like, because like, like you know, um, you know, I, they were transgender at this time. Um, Ninety nine. Yes, they were, but they were that back in this time. It wasn't like something you could be open about, or it was not mm. even something that was accepted. It was not something that transgender wasn't even really a word. Yeah, at the time, because like people were still like people are still struggling. Like, well, is it transvestite or is it drag queen? Like, you know, you're still doing mm. that kind of BS. Uh, tr- transgender wasn't really you know in the human psyche at the time, and a lot of people knew what they were, but they couldn't vocalize what it was because it wasn't mm. really anywhere to do it especially when you're you know trying to make it in hollywood 
You definitely, oh, yeah. you definitely, especially the Hollywood of the nineties. Mm. There's, there was no way you were going to be able to get away with and, and only... have a career, especially at, yeah. at a major studio like Warner the Brothers. Only... You know, there was no, yeah, no way. The only quote I saw from them was <sighs> from a few years ago talking about it, and they're like, "Yeah, I guess when you look back on our stuff, it all kind of has those themes in it." But that was the only thing. Well, because Wachowskis are pretty quiet about everything, which which is awesome. They do let yeah, the I, the movie do all the talking. Yeah, well, and also, I mean, they're transgender, and they had to be quiet because they had, wanted to be able to live their lives. But if they're on camera, you know, doing interviews and stuff, they have to, you know, they they can't. It's it's it, you shouldn't have to hide who you are. Yeah, and so like they're kind of just quiet by default. Because yeah. especially like they're they're a little more vocal now because yeah. it's way more accepted than it's ever been. So yeah. they can go out there and do interviews and be who uh, I forget it's Lana and right? It's Lana and Lily. Lily? Lily. Yeah. Well Larry is Lana and Andy Lily. is Lily. Lily. So it gets confusing because yeah. one of them has the L still, but then the other one yeah. <laughs> gets yeah. the L, so yeah. makes it hard, so, makes so, it hard so, to remember. So, so yeah, so they get to go out there as Lana and Lily now as opposed mm. to trying to put on a costume and mm. do interviews and stuff. Shorts and the true. t-shirt yeah. <laughs> with the oh, unbuttoned uh, plaid shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, backwards hat. Yeah, just, just like, because like, this was also like, you could like, you look at like, uh, also like Matt Stone and Cherry Parker and like, <laughs> it's like, it's like, it's like the early, like this 90s aesthetic that everyone like had at the same time, like the Wachowskis then and them then, like it's just like, looks, oh yeah. Please, I get the get 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 the late nineties out of my field of vision. It's terrible. <laughs> like it all, there was no fashion. Uh, oh yeah, and yeah, I'm not even it. a fashionable person. You, <laughs> I can see that. You can see that I'm wearing a I am wearing a Disney themed Hawaiian shirt right now. Uh, I'm wearing the shirt of some place in Arizona I've never been yeah, before. But like, but also like, think of what like Hot Topic was selling. Like it was like Jinkos. Oh, I know. And those like and those like you know those super like wide like like wider than jinkos wide leg like, yeah those rave, like parachute pants or yeah, whatever yeah rave pants and <laughs> shirts and like yeah it was just like oh god like oh, I, I know that's, I that's where i got my rage against the machine and corn t-shirts <laughs> but even then i mean i was never one of those people i mean i like the music but even then i'd walk in there and be like oh god i have to go to this place yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's so funny to see that store sort of evolve because now it's such a nerd to, nerd uh, store. Like it still has, it's still blaring, you know, like new metal, that, yeah, that kind of music, <laughs> and it still has like the back wall still has like band shirts and stuff, mm. and they still sell like piercings and things. Oh yeah, but it's mostly Funko Pops and like video mm. game, anime, and wrestling shirts. It's the weirdest thing. It is so weird to see what Hot Top. I mean, their name. It's their name, Hot Topic. What's hot right now? Well, <laughs> yeah, Funko Pops are hot right now, so that's what we're gonna sell. We are a, we are a pop culture store in 1999. I mean, I'm sure. Like, yeah. I'm sure if they uh, had a different set of owners at the time, they'd be selling, you know, that aesthetic of music and Beanie Babies. If they... <laughs> but, uh... Beanie Babies. <laughs> My mom has a buttload of Beanie Babies in her closet. 
with the do. with the case on the tags and everything. Yeah. So <laughs> every everyone knows one person that has that. Like I, I have a beanie baby right now. The tag is off, but I think it had my name. That's why I got it, or my birthday. I, <laughs> I, I think the only beanie babies that probably still exist for me are the ones that came in like McDonald's Happy Meals. Mm. <laughs> Never, yeah. I got one at a Mariners game once. It was the moose. <laughs> <laughs> was, was it? Was it? Was it? Was it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't the it moose. Just, it was just a moose. It was the Beanie Babies moose. moose. Okay. Close <laughs> enough. It was a moose. But uh, let's let's talk about the sort of the, the movie. The movie. Well, we've talked about the movie. It's like I mean, we've been talking about the movie. We've got this is actually the most on topic we've probably ever been with the Matrix. To be perfectly honest, that's true. Um, because like like uh, we, we've covered the major plot points. We've talked about what our thoughts on this movie, who, what we think of it. I mean, that's true. Um, most of the time, we talk about everything else but the movie because we are taking ourselves <laughs> back to a different era. Um, we don't need to because we've already sort of dove into 1999 uh, yeah. with the Phantom Menace episodes. We don't need to de- deep dive too deeply into the 90s and what was going on then. That's true. Um, it's, it, you know, it was high school. It was a bad time for everyone. Uh, I had a great time in high school. What are you talking about? <laughs> I didn't learn anything. I just hung out. <laughs> How either of us graduated will never, I'll never know. But You shoot it. for the bare minimum. That's it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you will succeed. Yeah. Don't, don't expect too much. Don't get too much. And everyone's yep. happy. Yep. <laughs> Get you out of there. <laughs> as long as you I just go the, get in trouble and get the hell out of there. I had the advantage where I did no homework, but I tested very, very well, and that is all you needed in uh, public I, schools. I think that's the opposite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tested okay and did all my homework. Uh, I retained the knowledge. I just don't want to, uh, you know, go home and do it some more. Like, that's, yeah. that's boring. I'm not doing that. Screw no. that. No. Screw that! There is Goldeneye to be played. Um, <laughs> and look at me now, uh, working in the oil industry. Let's look and see how crude oil is doing today. <laughs> uh, warning: This is April twentieth. Not well. <laughs> I think it's negative right now. It's actually the car- park as of as we're talking. The price of a, a barrel of crude is in the negatives. <laughs> so, oh jeez! <laughs> what is it in the negatives? <laughs> So gas price is going to be real low, but uh, oh yeah, that was I did fill my gas tank a couple days ago, and <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> barely cracked so, thirty bucks. <laughs> so uh, so I hope that turns around a little bit for me, but uh, we'll see yeah, but yeah, nineteen uh, yeah, did did the Matrix win anything? Like, uh, I think it actually won Best Special Effects, which was total bullshit compared to The Phantom Menace, since uh, The Matrix didn't really do anything new, and The Phantom Menace was everything actually, new. It actually won four awards. Yeah. It like, won everything that Star Wars should have won. Well, uh, like, special effects... I buy the special effects more than the visual effects. Uh, mm. I, feel like, I feel like visual effects, Star Wars nailed that one because, you know, ILM was doing some crazy shit. Yeah, the and, digital characters yeah, digital and characters and un- things that don't exist and stuff. Whereas special effects, sort of, it it, it sort of inherently, it's like best album versus best you know record or whatever at the Grammys or whatever. It's oh like, yeah, 
it, where like I think the Matrix did much more in terms of practicality, like with with the way mm-hmm. they did the bullet timing and stuff, was yeah. treading completely new ground that nobody was doing at yeah. that time. To- at that time, like that was needlessly elaborate for an effect that they had in their mind, and they did mm. it, and they created it, and it, they used it to an impressive effect, and yeah. it really impressed a lot of people in Hollywood. So it makes sense that the one, but they also won best uh, visual effects, which. Yeah, I'm not. Like, the Sentinels are really cool again. Yeah, they, it's like it's a cool design, not necessarily yeah, like, cool. looking and uh, yeah, in their, in their function. You know, like when they're yeah. actually on the screen, not that great. But no, I, I like them. They like bugs. They got like the multiple eyes, and they got like the little mandibles and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> just a little, little. Yeah. So I like um, that. they also got uh, best film editing, best sound, best sound effects editing, and best visual effects. So. Mm. Sound yeah. effects editing is a. I guess I never think about that as being a category, but I guess that makes sense. Is, I, you come up with the sounds, but it's all about how you edit them. Yeah, I don't know how that works for the Matrix, but like the sound of um, uh, them going into the Matrix and like when the yeah. Smith's body jump is cool because it's like dial up at the time and, yeah. it'd be like, and it's like that but augmented so it's like Ew. it's like it's a really yeah, cool it, sound it, it sounds like it sounds like ha- it sounds like they blended like the dial-up sound with the uh like the fax sound yeah and then pitched it down yeah oh it's like when the mirror when he touches the mirror and then it goes down his throat it has that cool sound to it yeah. it's the same sound yeah. and that's that's really cool but yeah I, yeah that's fair. That seems like a, like the sound stuff seems fair for this movie. I mean, it's well. I don't know if that amounts to the pod racers or anything. The Star I, Wars. I, I mean, but it, it. I'd I'd say it's about a push, honestly. I mean, you, I mean, I just, you, I just, you are so you, many sounds you, to it. The Matrix have that many good sounds. You are completely. There is no bias. Uh, <laughs> Like, like there, there's no biasness, bias-lessness with you. It's no. Star Wars will always be the number one choice, no matter what. In Everything in that movie is fake. They had to create all that sound. They had to create a shit ton of sounds too in the Matrix. It's not just, nearly as many. It's not the it's not the number. It's the effectiveness. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of sounds in the Star Wars you had heard before. You've heard that blaster sound a thousand times. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I don't care about the Academy Awards anyway. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then at the uh, the Saturn Awards, they won Best Science Fiction Film and Best Director. So there you go. There you go. There you go. The Saturn Awards are the sort of sci-fi-ish. Uh, uh, I've never heard of those. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah, that's like sci-fi, fantasy, and horror are their three main categories. Mm-hmm. So uh, Tim Allen won for Galaxy Quest that year. <laughs> Yeah, Galaxy Quest. That's a good one. I love Galaxy Quest. I'm now looking at the Saturn Awards because I'm now interested. Uh, uh, Keanu Reeves was nominated for The Matrix. Was he really? Yeah, but he lost to Tim Allen. So did Johnny Depp for Sleepy <laughs> Hollow, Brandon Fraser for The Mummy, Liam Neeson nominated for Best Actor for Episode One. Which, yeah, Qui-Gon's killer. Yeah, I, I guess it's funny when you hear like Best Actor, you think of it as like... I don't think of Qui Gon as the main actor of that movie, but I guess he is. He is, yeah. He is. <laughs> it's, yeah like that, it's like that. Um, uh, Mr. Rogers movie that just came out, where Tom Hanks was nominated for Best Supporting Actor. He plays Mr. Rogers, uh, but he's not the main character of that movie. The reporter is. Uh, so, so I guess it's the same thing. It's like it's like Liam 
Liam Neeson was. Oh wait, yeah, I guess he was the main character because the whole yeah. story exists only because of his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, uh, and Bruce Willis was nominated for the Sixth Sense. Christina. Oh Ricci. yeah. Christina. Same Ricci year, jeez. Yeah. A lot of a lot of, a lot of big movies in '99. A lot of big sci-fi fantasy things mm. going on in the '90s. It was it was that time. Everyone was ready to have sci-fi and horror kind of come back, and you know. Well, the technology was getting to the point where you could yeah. do a lot of new thing, a lot of new things. Uh, Christina Ricci won for Sleepy Hollow, which is interesting. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think of Sleepy Hollow that much, even though I did like that movie. Dude, I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I Me really liked it. I remember really liking it at the time. I, I, if nothing else, a Tim Burton aesthetic on a horror film is always sort of like, <laughs> yeah, okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, anything else interesting for that that year? Uh, Star Wars won the Saturn Awards for best uh, costumes. So, ooh, <laughs> and right. they, won... they have some killer costumes. And they won for best visual effects or special effects. So, mm. there Sa- Saturn knows what's going on. Saturn knows what's going on. Danny Elfman won for best music for uh, for for a film that year. Mm. Um, Star Wars not nominated. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, yeah, yeah, we we all know. <laughs> Now, best horror film was The Sixth Sense. It beat The Blair Witch Project, Ravenous, Sleepy Hollow, Stigmata, and Teaching Mrs. Tingle, which... Jeez, uh, Blair Witch came out that year, too? Blair Witch came out in 99. 99 was a big year for... Yeah, so, it was. Yeah. Uh, Jeez, especially yeah, for like this, every end of the spectrum. Yeah. I mean, for, for like, sci-fi and stuff, and, like, fantasy films, yeah, it was a huge year for movies. It's funny, you got, like, The Phantom Menace, like, the most, like, biggest technological breakthrough in maybe ever and then the Blair Witch like the most basic yeah, movie you, can't, yeah, you can't you can barely get more like budget than uh, yeah. the Blair Witch Project like like nowadays you can make a movie with your cell phone and even that is like it, it, it would cost more to buy each person their own iPhone than it would to uh, yeah. than it costs because you know, it's like you know Hundreds of dollars, like eight hundred dollars per phone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, and then yeah. you get, like back then, what? Because like, it's, what was it? Blair Witch, like ten grand or some nonsense I like that. Like that. I don't remember, but yeah. they made a lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it has to. Be, yeah, it's it's absurdly. I still love that like, stupid movie. Uh, I really like that time. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I, I do want to watch it. Again. I, it's one of those that it, it's it's a personal family favorite. It's just one of those movies when. When when the spooky season rolls around, we put on Blair Witch. So it's one of those um, funny movies where it's ninety minutes, but it feels like it's like four hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's very it's a very stressful movie because it's just a lot of screaming and cursing and not being able to see what's going on, and it just sort of yeah, there's no like action scene or flow or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, so that's why it seems like it's way longer. And a lot of ninety minute movies feel shorter. Yeah, I, and, and, and it's also like. Yeah, it is on Blu-ray, but do you need it on Blu-ray? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, is that on 8mm? Yeah, it's like... It's uh, I know I know, it's pre-digital, so I don't know. Yeah, and it's full frame. Like, that's the only version uh, of that exists. Yeah, There's yeah. no widescreen version of that movie. There's no anything. It's just... Like, like, 28 <laughs> days later, you're like, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If I need to up the format on that movie. Yeah. Matrix <laughs> was the fourth highest grossing movie of 1999, so... Oh yeah, did a good job. Did a good job for a movie. Like its budget R-rated was, movie. yeah. Which is funny because I never really understood why that movie is R-rated. 
Uh, you know? It was so the budget of that movie was sixty three million dollars, made four hundred and sixty five million Jeez. in the U S. So it made you know well well made its money back. Yeah, totally. Uh, well, that was the Wachowski's second movie, and Bound was a small movie. Yeah. So it's funny that their second movie was such a big movie. Yeah, I mean, it shouldn't have been. I mean, I think it just it just goes to show you what was coming out at the time, anyways. That yeah, uh, people were ready for that kind of movie at the time. Like, in any other year, if that movie came out a couple of years sooner, probably wouldn't have been... I mean, the effects wouldn't have been there. Um, yeah, yeah. And if it came out later, who knows how that movie yeah. would... Because, like, you, you would be living in a post-Star Wars world at that point. Yeah. Um. So, who knows, like, where that movie would have lied then. Would they have gotten the same budget? Would yeah. they have gotten more money? Because of the the idea was appealing, and they wanted to make the like Warner Brothers wanted to make their Star Wars or something, mm, but yeah. who knows? Who knows what would have happened? Like it came out at just the right time. Yeah. Well, the '90s was also the young hot director where they were getting you know like getting people right out of film school like Tarantino yeah. and, well, and, other and, think of, but... and we're, we're in the middle of the Eisner era of Disney, and Disney mm. was doing a lot of the you know the Miramax. And Buena Vista films and stuff, where they were doing, mm. like The Sixth Sense is a perfect oh, example yeah. of that. Where that really was like Michael Eisner's sort of strategy was young and also cheap. So yeah. like you know you get you get you know, a young director is a cheap director. You know M Night Shyamalan, cheap director. He yeah. has an idea, he sold it. It's gonna cost. It's not gonna cost a whole lot of money. No, it's, the most of the cost will come from you know Bruce Willis. Yeah, Bruce Willis, and you know. I, yeah, Mike Shyamalan has no standing in Hollywood, so I don't have to pay him that much. And and yeah. it worked. It worked for years for Disney and Hollywood as a whole. That's what Hollywood was doing at the time. Yeah. They were taking more chances because they were able to pay less money to get bigger chances. Mm, um, yeah. Like, you know, it was, you want, you, it's better to hit singles and doubles than home runs every time. Yeah. Um, and, and that's really my, I, that was Eisner's business strategy. And that sort of became Hollywood's business strategy during yeah. this time frame. Because, like, even stuff like um, The Mummy, which is also this year. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, you know, that was also like, Brendan Fraser's nobody. <laughs> uh, you know, it's not going to, he's not going to cost yet. a lot of money. It's, it's, it's a, it's an IP that we already own. It's yeah. ours. We just need to get a director and a, a script together and, you know, they made a buttload of money off of the mummy too. <laughs> They're like, wait, when you said uh, Steven Summers, I thought you said Steven Spielberg. No, 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 <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> it's okay. He wants to be Spielberg. It'll work yeah. out. <laughs> and that was the sixth highest grossing movie of the year, the mummy. Oh yeah. Uh, God, um, a, lot, yeah. a lot of movies. <laughs> I mean, I don't like the mummy anymore or anything, but it lived up to time. I think I, I, the first mummy is still very fun. It's not necessarily totally. a great movie, but it's still a very fun adventure movie. Yeah. It's not what I want out of the concept of the mummy. Like when you watch <laughs> the original movie where it's much, you know, it, the original movie is much closer to the Tom Cruise one than it yeah. is, than it is to the Brendan Fraser one. Yeah. Um, and that's not the, and that's not the kind of movie that the mass public wants in these days, day and ages. So they, t- they, they went, they, they swung for the fences with the recent mummy. <laughs> And me and you both liked it, but I 100% understand why it was a failure. Um, I I don't even get it, but (laughs) yeah, we loved it and that's about it. (laughs) Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's, um, I mean, like, you know, people wanted, when people hear The Mummy, they think of that 1999 movie 
which is a funny movie to hold on to (laughs) and to be faithful to. Yeah. Well, and the moviegoers, the main moviegoers these days are the moviegoers that saw that movie in theaters in the 90s. So, yeah. You know, it is. That's uh, so we we know that episode one was the uh, highest grossing movie of the year. That's no surprise. Yes, yes. Um, we talked about this last time. Number two was the Sixth Sense again. Oh, number two. What, yeah. was, the, what was the budget for the Sixth Sense? Oh, Forty million, God. actually oh, less yeah. than less than the Matrix, uh-huh. and uh, made six hundred and seventy-three million dollars. Jeez. And number and and number three was Toy Story two, which is you know. Oh yeah, God, that movie too. Yeah, no, the top ten here, the top ten movies, Star Wars. What, what didn't come out this year? Yeah, Star Wars, The Sixth Sense, Toy Story two, The Matrix, Disney's Tarzan, which is a horrible movie, um, <laughs> The Mummy, Notting Hill, The World Is Not Enough, mm-hmm. American Beauty, and Austin Powers: The Spy Who Shaved Me. Um, <laughs> and like you know you. you yeah, everything kind of came out this year, and like we talked about other things, and you know, a lot of movies that we remember, like Office Space, and we oh, yeah. like that also like uh, Fight Club. Yeah, um, like, like just a lot of <laughs> crazy stuff came out in the '90s. Everyone was just sort of throwing money out to see what <laughs> what hits, and, and yeah, and as you can see, based off those top tens, like uh, a lot of weird movies, kind of like yeah. It, even Austin Powers is a weird movie to like mm. throw a buttload of money at to create, and it was a huge hit, a massive hit, yeah. the tenth highest grossing movie of the year. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, any James Bond movie is safe money. Really, yeah, totally. Part. But like Star Wars is, you know, Star Wars is Star Wars. It's you toss a lot of money at it, you got yeah. a lot of returns. It's a weird movie, you know. It's it, but it's also. Star Wars. It was never going to be anything. But like Sixth Sense is a weird movie to just like yeah. attach yourself to. Like that was there was no movies like that at the time. No, was there was no movie. reason to think that was going to be a big hit. hit. Yeah, you know, Toy <laughs> maybe Story make it money back, but not be a hit. The Ma- The Matrix, The Mummy, those are weird movies to just kind of go all in on. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's it's weird. Fight Club. You know, they went all like. You know, Fight Club adapted, has a big budget for the kind of movie it is. For the kind of movie it is, and, and, you know, uh, and based on a book that wasn't super popular i mean yeah. it was it was popular but it wasn't like you know what a lot of other books that get adapted are i think yeah. the best books to adapt in the movies are the ones that aren't super popular yeah totally like and the fight club was a good sort of way to do that because that way people a lot of people aren't going to go in with expectations and then not get it yeah like you have with things like you know lord of the rings yeah you're going in with a certain expectation and the people that are going to hate it are going to really hate it yeah um, but well, it's luckily cool. they made a good movie out of it or yeah. like dune dune's a weird one because like the original dune is kind of not the book yeah so you're either going to love dune the movie or you're gonna hate it if you hadn't read the book you're probably gonna like it yeah if you have read the book you're probably gonna hate it yeah um, and it's gonna go the same way for the new dune that's coming out oh uh, yeah the same exact thing you're gonna let it's like fans of the, like you know i liked the dark tower movie because i have zero connection to the dark tower i, I read the dark about tower it. yeah all seven of them <laughs> all thousands and thousands of pages yeah. and i love the movie yeah like i have no i have no connection to it in any way shape or form and i was like that's fun that's a cool idea i like that's that great. you know i can tell you it's a lot more exciting than the books <laughs> Oh, the Iron Giant came out this year. You know, it's always a, it's always a risk to throw money at an animated film, no matter what area you're at. If you're yeah. if you're not Disney, yeah. or Sony, 
Like those are the two where that can like throw a lot of money around. But like the Shrek know, come out this year. Uh, I think Shrek is right next there. year. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it, it would be on that top ten right there. Yeah, and but like you know, and that's that's a a studio that was kind of a nothing studio was ripping off Disney that hit a home run. Mm-hmm. Um, and that movie had been in production for years by that point. Oh, there's yeah. actually there's actually audio of Chris Farley doing the voice. Yeah. Track. That's funny. Um, uh, Iron Giant, who was Warner Brothers, so Warner Brothers really trying to go all out for. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, th- yeah. Ninety nine was a very good year for like uh, creative creativity. Yeah, a lot of like a lot of very interesting, you know, it, and created a lot of careers. I mean, it created nineteen ninety nine created the career of. The Wachowskis and mm-hmm. M Night Shyamalan. Oh yeah, um, you know, <laughs> Shyamalan kind of kind of tanked. <laughs> Shyamalan, Shyamalan's the one that petered out. The Wachowskis, <laughs> depending on who you ask, petered out. But like, yeah, still, I mean, they did. They did. Still, I mean, they're not coming out with giant failures, but they're just kind of making movies. Well, and, you you know, say, but like, you know, I mean, there are failures for sure. Their, their movies are failures. I mean, the movies yeah. post like even Speed Racer was like, oh yeah, okay, like not. Like people like it's and most of their stuff is retroactively starting like people now are starting to recognize Speed Racer is a great movie. I told you um, they like George Lucas. Yeah. Um, but and, so who knows? Yeah, Jupiter who knows, Ascending tanked. And, yeah. Who knows what Jupiter Ascending is going to do in the future? Cloud I'll, Atlas. I love that movie. Stuff. I love both those um, movies. I know Sense Eight was pretty popular at the time. Um, yeah, that show's cool. That um, so that that's good. Like, but but their name hasn't been tainted at least. That's true, yeah. Like, M. Night Shyamalan sort of tainted his own name by sort of just, like, and, and like, he, you know, because, like, when he makes a bad movie, he makes a genuinely bad movie. You make <laughs> something like Avatar The Last Airbender, which is just a genuinely bad movie, which is a yes. genuinely bad adaption of a beloved property. You don't recover from that, and people yeah. are always going to think about that. The Wachowskis, at least what, at least they're, they're failing upwards. Yeah. Like, because like, what they're failing on are original ideas that mm-hmm. are big huge and you know it, it's at least it's grandiose yeah um, it's something that like speed racer it's grandiose it, it's a stupid idea that's never should have speed racer probably never should have been made into a movie but they did it anyways yeah. and they put everything into it to make it it is the only thing that is the clo- live action cartoon is the only way to really explain that movie because oh yeah yeah, because it comes across as a cartoon, and they didn't sacrifice any. They didn't sacrifice a single thing to make that movie feel like a cartoon. Mm, it feels yeah. like a, it feels like a very like cut together version of that series. They have all of the key visual elements to it. They make homages to episodes, character minor characters, you know, Snake Oiler and things like that. They like show up in the, in that movie, and so like I said, I, I would rather fail up. Than just yeah. be to fail in mediocrity like Jim Mike Shyamalan was doing. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I would like to. I'd like because Mike Shyamalan's a creative guy, and he has yeah. a good idea. He has a good I- ideas, and he has a good like, like um, he's a good director for the most part when he's yeah. ad- adapting him when he's pushing himself to that. But yeah. I, I would like to have him create like I really liked Glass. I thought not Glass. Um, Split. Split was Split. a good movie. I like Split. I would Glass, say it was, yeah. Glass not great. It wasn't. Um, no, it, I loved Unbreakable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like Unbreakable's fantastic. I really like Split. Glass should be a home Shattered. run. <laughs> yeah, it should be a home run, but it's just not because I think, 
I think when he tries too hard is when he's he fails. Um, <laughs> it's it's him trying to it's him trying to be M Night Shyamalan, yeah. him trying to make Unbreakable three as opposed to. Cause, cause like split was cool because until the end, I did not know it was <laughs> yeah. unbreakable because it's, not, because it's not it, until the very end. It's not, it's just yeah. its own standalone thing. That's really, really cool. And he kept it a secret that this is actually a follow up to unbreakable. This is in universe of unbreakable. Yeah. Like, oh, well that's very cool. All right. And it was an original movie up until that point because he wasn't trying to like to attach everything to Unbreakable, which is yeah, cool. but yeah, but the Wachowskis, uh, it, yeah, I, Wachowskis are will never, they they will never settle for mediocrity. Uh, which, oh no! Even if it's a failure, again, they they put everything into it, and oh yeah, and it all comes out onto the film. And like, even if the movie's not good, um, yeah, it's still an absolute treat to sort of take in. Yeah, because Cloud Atlas, that is one ambitious movie. <laughs> Boy. And they go for it, and it's very it. cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Sense Eight was cool, and huh. I love Jupiter Ascending. Uh, <laughs> Seems seem to be the only person. Yeah, uh, it's Jupiter Ascending is sort of just like if you like you go to like Rotten Tomatoes or something. I, mean, I, I think it's like when you ask like, let's look at Jupiter Ascending. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Tomatoes, as I like to say. Thirty-eight uh, percent audience score, twenty-seven <laughs> percent critic score. So, there. that was another uh, on Netflix find. Yeah. Oh, Sean Bean is in it. I forgot. Yeah. Oh yeah, Sean Bean's great. He, does he die? <sighs> I don't think so. <laughs> he he uh, he's a bad guy though. <laughs> Go figure. Sean Bean, two things that he does is be a Weasley bad guy and dies. That's what he, yeah, yeah, that's all. he does in his movies. Yeah. I remember for a long time he was the guy from Goldeneye and Ronan and Patriot Games. Trevelyan. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, uh, yeah, then once he was in um, Lord of the Rings, then I think he got a, his actual name. Yeah. Seen, yeah. seen Bean. Seen Bean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his names are one letter difference. Yeah. I mean, well, it's funny with them not Shyamalan because his name used to be before the movie, and now yeah. it's not. <laughs> now it, kind of, it gets to the point sometimes where they like hide it. Yeah, like After Earth, it was like yeah. they're hiding that it was his it's movie. Just, yeah, like they, it's like okay, we spent a lot of money on this, and maybe we should not tell everyone that it's an from the man that brought you the sixth sense. Yeah. Uh, so. I think his problem was that he became M Night Shyamalan way too quickly. Yeah, he came. He became M Night Shyamalan out the gate. Yeah. <laughs> so then every movie you're just like looking for the twist and yeah. and they just yeah. And when the t- like it, it, like he like what was his second one? Was second one un- Unbreakable. Unbreakable. And, and so it, it has a twist but it's a different kind of twist. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like signs. okay. Signs and you're like, okay. That's got the big twist. It's got the big twist. Okay. And then the village the village and the village where he has the big twist, but it wasn't a hidden twist because everyone figured that movie out instantly and, got <laughs> yeah. and were mad at it because of it. Yeah. And then like I had a really cool idea with the yeah. monsters and then it turns out they weren't monsters and you're like, yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> like that was such a cool idea. Yeah. And he'd like killed the zone. If you're going to have a big twist when things aren't really the way they are, you can't have the original idea be cooler than what you twisted and do. Yeah. 
You can't, yeah, you can't. Your twist shouldn't be like, oh, it's actually everything's just kind of mediocre. Uh, actually, <laughs> and the idea we had was really cool, but yeah. we're, not, we're not doing that. Yeah, that's never uh, fun to like a lady in the water. Oh yeah, we saw that. In the we theaters. saw that. Me and you saw that together. Yeah. 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 I, I liked that at the time. I don't know if I watched it again. I'm, I'm you did, sure. You did, I, I, I can assure you, you did not like that at the time. I remember very specifically leaving the theater and you're like, oh, that wasn't very good. I thought I did. I thought <laughs> I watched it later and I liked it. Or... Maybe you watched it later and liked it, but at, when we left the theater, you did not like Lady in the Water. I did. No. I thought you didn't and I did. No, I actually did kind of like it because I liked the characters and you just thought it was dumb. <laughs> well, maybe. <laughs> I feel like it, though. I know that much. And uh, the first time I watched The Happening, I was like, man, this movie's cool. And then yeah, I watched it Yeah, I was mad. I, you actually made me genuinely mad. I'm like, it's not cool. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? It is yeah. not. I watched it again. I was like, oh, God, this is terrible. It's actually very, <laughs> very funny. It's actually, yeah. if you watch that movie from the lens of it being sort of like a dark comedy, it's actually <laughs> pretty good from those lenses. It is a great comedy hiding in plain sight. Um, yeah. Like, if you, if he just tweaked it just a little bit more, it actually probably would have worked better. Uh, but no. Mark Wahlberg is way too Mark Wahlberg in that. And th- this was at, this was Mark Wahlberg making his big, like, run at, like, I'm going to be a Hollywood somebody again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be the most badass guy that's ever been on screen, ever. Because every movie he does just reinforces how badass he is. And unfortunately it worked because, boy, it's just it's just movie after movie of him being a badass <laughs> since, since then. Yeah, just every like six months he's just got another that, another crime movie with Mark Wahlberg being a badass. Yeah, yeah. I, I just watched one the other day that because like it was on Netflix because my dad can't miss a Mark Wahlberg movie. <laughs> and so there was one on Netflix and we watched it and I was like, boy, this is just every Mark Wahlberg movie I have ever watched. So I've gone to some real horse shit in the theaters to see like, I, I can't even remember what some of them are now. Yeah, like Contra Shooter band. and yeah, Contra Contra, band. Yeah, that's one that popped up in my head. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's the one? The night, the night one. We are the yeah. night or something. With, yeah, I think yeah. Uh, Russell Crowe. Oh no, that's a different movie. Yeah, Russell Crowe. That's a different. Where he's like the mayor or something. Yeah, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot. There's like definitely a Mark Wahlberg like studio of just like pumping out these Mark Wahlberg and, movies. <laughs> it's like what he does. And, and yet. And yet my dad hasn't, and, and then he got himself into those Transformers movies, which is a big disappointment for everyone. Oh, yeah. Just to have to go to, go to a Transformers movie and have to watch Mark Wahlberg. Um, <laughs> he actually was the worst part of myth. that first one of his. <laughs> it's that, very true. Uh, yeah, I was like, oh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg is actually like the most redeeming part of this movie. <laughs> was Kelsey Grammer in the second one with Mark Wahlberg or the first one with Mark Wahlberg? <laughs> Was he in it, or did he just do a voice? No, Kelsey Grammer was like the main, like business bad man. That was been... work, working with the uh, nanobot <laughs> weird. <laughs> Must have been the second one. The um, been, yeah. yeah, I don't remember the other those, the titles. Those, those movies are just wild. <laughs> they're just, yeah, <laughs> they're just there's the the, the 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 sort of consistency across that entire <laughs> franchise is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the the second one with Mark Wahlberg is awesome because it just goes for it and it's absolutely insane and I love it yeah. and it's like switches between three different aspect ratios for some reason I don't know what advantage Michael Bay was looking for with that but it's yeah. like 
one eight five two three five. Yeah, it's, I, it's I, yeah, insane. yeah, yeah. That 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 Transformers franchise is wild. It is it is a wild <laughs> ride. Uh, if you like, because like even within the same movie, the quality can go like. Whoa. <laughs> Yeah, it's like the movies, like the action scenes are always cool. Yeah. And then the humor is like, did a really, really immature 12 year old boy write this? Yeah. Because, like, <laughs> I th- like of the entire franchise, uh, well, I, Bumblebee's my favorite of all of them. I think Bumblebee's a really good movie. Mm, um, I, haven't seen, I haven't seen it yet. Uh, but the third one has, like, just the best action moments, period. Oh, yeah. It's 45 like, minutes of nonstop yeah, robot fighting, like, which is what we've been waiting like, for. Like, like, but anytime the plot gets involved, you're just like, oh, stop, <laughs> let's just destroy Chicago. Yeah, just just lay waste to this hellhole. Let's just do it, <laughs> and uh, they do it. <laughs> yeah, and it has it genuinely. It ends with that, uh, with Optimus Prime killing Megatron in the oh, coolest way possible. Like, so badass. Yeah, just the Point blank like, just blows his head off. Yeah, so what would you be without me, Prime? <laughs> Let's and find then, out. Yeah, and then he hits him in the head. He hits him in the head with an axe and pulls pulls his skull and spine out like it's a Mortal Kombat fatality. It is. Oh, yeah, he man, does. Scene, he kills him and then his like previous mentor. Yeah, man. That, yeah, that scene is just rad as hell, and I yeah. recommend just just the, that forty five minute chunk is worth just like just watch that if you want to. It's good. It's good TV. Like, yeah. I think it's the only Transformers I actually like. I love that one just for that ending part. It's so yeah. cool. I, I, I like the first one because it's kind of just simple. Uh, yeah. People hate on it, but it's like Transformers is dumb. Like the reality of Transformers is, is like it is yeah. a cartoon designed to sell toys. Yep. And there is no story. The story is Optimus Prime is a good dude yep. that wants the best for humanity. Yeah. Because he he's adopted Earth, basically, as his yeah. own since their planet's destroyed. And he wants to protect it because these guys are assholes and we're mm-hmm. going to make sure they're assholes to us. They help destroy our planet. We're not going to let that happen here. That is yeah. the extent of transformers. Yeah. And that is what the first movie is, which it's is cool. Just, it's a cool story. Yeah. And, and, for, and, for, for me with transformers, the good outweighs the bad. Cause there's plenty of bad in there, but the good stuff is so solid that yeah. I can, I, yeah, can I, I think that's, that. I think that's what I like about Bumblebee is that it has good action scenes. The story is, pretty good it's very close in sort of feeling to like the old cartoon where you have like bumblebee and spike mm. dynamic and stuff but with the i forget what the um actress's character's name sam or something probably mm. um and, and it's got good and like it's the humor actually works in it this time because it's mm. not it's far less juvenile and um <laughs> and, and, and and there's some really good line deliveries in bumblebee but yeah, I don't know. I do not know how we got into Transformers. Absolutely have zero idea how we got to Transformers. I'm going to play one on you. But I don't know. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. Oh, Mark Wahlberg. That's right. Marky Mark. <laughs> Marky Mark Sands Funky Bunch. Um, <laughs> but don't don't say that to him. Yeah. Don't say that to him. He will, he will punch you in the back of the head and blind you. And his career won't suffer for it in the future. Uh, for being incredibly, incredibly bad and racist. Um, <laughs> Uh, like, yeah. do me, do me, kick your ass. I'll fucking kick your ass, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty much. That's pretty much how he found himself, like in prison, for the most part. Like, <laughs> imagine him being like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, I can't. 
like, is he a better person? I will never personally know. But he is a guy that uh, intentionally uh, very, very much hurt two Asian men simply for the fact that they're being Asian. Uh, so, Stop being so Asian. Yeah. What's the matter with you? Why are you so Asian? <laughs> I think that's the good spot as any to end this episode. Well, I, I had one good Mark Wahlberg line hating uh-huh. Chinese people. Just uh-huh. go back to China, wherever the fuck you're from. <laughs> that's, that's, that's all I have on that. Yeah, that's, pre- that's pretty much what America feels like as a whole right now, and it sucks. So. <laughs> Everyone... Every- it's so many people are Mark Wahlberg right now, uh, and it's terrible. But, uh, we have to blame contraband in all those movies. Yes, put that Mark, Mark Wahlberg we, mindset in there. Yeah, we normalized Mark Wahlberg, and that is unacceptable. Uh, <laughs> hey, we didn't. We didn't bring up The Simpsons once this whole time. Was there? I'm trying to think of. Uh, there has to have been. This Matrix BS in The Simpsons at some point, but I uh, but that was when The Simpsons weren't good anymore. Yeah, as I say, but that was when nobody wanted to watch The Simpsons anymore. So yeah. when, if there was or wasn't, I have no idea. Hundred percent certain that there was like a bootleg Simpsons shirt of like Bart in a trench coat. Or something. Oh yeah, sure yeah. The Chappelle Show did a good Matrix thing where it's um some guy acting <laughs> like uh, Keanu in the in the booth at his yeah. job and Chappelle acting like uh, Morpheus. And uh, it's funny because he's like, when he picks up the phone and he's like, you know who this is? And he's like, Morpheus? <laughs> like, does a good Keanu. That's all I remember, though. <laughs> uh, the Matrix just, it was everywhere after this movie came out. It, there, was, there, was oh. no TV, there was no TV show. There was no, like, it helped birth. It helped, like, between it and Scream. It like helped rebirth like the parody, Scream, mm. Scream, The Matrix, and the Blair Witch Project re- recreated the world where people were doing like parody films, mm. and nonsense oh, that's like true, that. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, but that's true. Yeah, I, I wonder if there's like a uh, influence of the Matrix and see if it mentions like, oh well, it created this, 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 and its legacy. Uh, I'm sure it did. <laughs> the Matrix created high demand for those choreographers and their techniques from other filmmakers who wanted fights similar of similar sophistication. For example, yeah. the wire work in X-Men and Charlie's Angels mm. and the choreography for Daredevil. And it, it opened the gates to have something like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon come out. In oh, America. that's true. Like a mainstream kung fu movie. Yeah, bullet time was stinking everywhere. Let's see. Uh, the Matrix signature special effect and other aspects of the film have been parodied numerous times in movies such as Deuce Bigelow, Male Gigolo, Scary Movie, Shrek, Kung Pao, Enter the Fist. <laughs> and you had other movies that were trying. Equilibrium, Night Watch. Oh, Equilibrium, yeah. Wanted was clearly... The, e- equal, Equilibrium is cool. It's definitely inspired from The Matrix, but it is oh. cool. Yeah, yeah, no, it, that, that movie only exists because The Matrix exists. 100%. Exactly, yeah. 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 It's not a ripoff, though, but it's definitely, definitely inspired by. Oh, yeah. Its look is like, just like, its aesthetic is very much clearly like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Man, wasn't that cool? Wasn't that so cool? I want to make my Matrix. Yeah. It's good, though. That's cool. Seen beans in that one. This is an interesting. (laughs) Uh, The original Tron paved the way for the Matrix, and the Matrix, in turn, inspired Disney to make its own Matrix with the Tron sequel, Tron Legacy. There you go. To Disney. 
Tron Legacy is their Matrix, which I I can I can see that I can yeah. see that in a lot of ways. Yeah, and and, and it, it, I guess that is kind of true. Like the concept of two realities that yeah. are like and, and interfering in the second reality with like Disney and like having it be a special effects laden reality and stuff with Tron and the Matrix. So yeah, that, that, I could see that connection. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Yeah. So Matrix, yeah. Matrix just was an unstoppable powerhouse in 1999 and 2000. There, yes, it was. Uh, there was, everything was the Matrix. What It was the first major DVD release. Like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. It really was. DVD. Yeah. Like this is, I remember the, the, the VHS with the, like the lenticular cover. Yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, that was like a lot of people's first DVDs because it was because it was one of the first ones where it really was like you get the movie, it's in it looks great, it looks better than you've ever seen it. It's better mm-hmm. than when you saw it in the theaters, <laughs> <laughs> and it's got it's got like stuff like it shows you how they made the movie. It shows oh, yeah. these are all things that existed, but never yeah. like ne- never as like compiled in this way as so definitively as the matrix did because a lot of that stuff was, came from like you know criterion laser discs were yeah doing that. nobody so, had yeah nobody had that nobody knew like commentary the, tracks had been existing for 10 years before anyone mm-hmm. had a commentary track well phantom menace didn't even come out on dvd the biggest no. movie of the year and it wasn't out yeah the yeah. land vhs yeah so yeah, the, yeah. so yeah the, that that matrix dvd was I mean, everyone bought it it was like like you would go to like websites that were reviewing DVDs, and it was like perfect ten. This is what the format was made for. Mm, yeah, and like yeah, I, I I think that helped the Matrix just as much as it sort of like everything else. Like it yeah, just, like it, it, people rewatched the Matrix because it was a DVD and it was a really cool DVD. Yeah, and it's like it's part of like their growing up period. It's like us with the Simpsons and stuff. <laughs> like how many times did we watch the Simpsons? It was always. On syndication, you are yeah. always able to watch an episode of The Simpsons growing up. Seven to eight. Yeah. And it's Every the same night. thing. Like, you know, The Matrix was a major... And DVDs were cheap at that time, too. So it was like 20, mm. bu- 20 25 bucks got you The Matrix as a youngster, and you could just keep watching it. You know, you're yeah. in high school. You can just watch it over and over again. It becomes part of who you are. Yeah. Um, yeah, so and it will always have a very important legacy to film in general. Yeah, and for sure, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, whenever AFI does their, like, top 100 lists and stuff, like, it deserves a spot on that list for mm-hmm. that. I, I mean, it may not be a movie that I like, but as much as a lot of, pretty much anyone else, but I will never deny what it was and how it is. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, just a story just isn't for me, uh, but everything else is insane. Yeah. And it, mm-hmm. there, there's no bigger, I mean, there's if it weren't for Star Wars coming out that same year, like this would, it's, Matrix would have been like probably the longest lasting of all of those like '90s sort of action, oh, action yeah, science, yeah. science fiction stuff. Like, well, its influence is so clear. Like, you can, yeah. it's. I mean, they had such to, a to, such a yeah. specific style that yeah. when you see anything do it, you know yeah. exactly what yeah. it's from. And, and, and it's an influence that is still felt to this day. Yeah, like I said, yeah. Video, video games still are trying to recreate that feeling of yeah the matrix well it's like uh like you said with um the matrix being influenced by tron you're like oh yeah i can see that but with most of the matrix stuff you're like yep that's the matrix (laughs) yeah yeah, (laughs) there's no wondering where that came from yeah there's no there's none of it and like that little thing that i was reading with all like the way action scenes were being filmed in early 2000s like they said like with the x-men and stuff with the Mm. wire work like, you know, wire work action scenes were... That was reserved for Asian films. Yeah. Um, 
you know, if they did wire work, it was for Superman to fly or something. Or, yeah. But it was never for this jumping, kind of, like, jumping yeah. and action and the fights and stuff oh. like that. That really wasn't what it was used for. Wire work kind of sucks <laughs> unless you do it really well because yeah. people jump and there's no weight. And yeah. you can you can do it well. And yeah. this first Matrix does it pretty darn well. But the next two, I don't know if they're like, if they didn't have time to put that extra effort in there or if they were going for the Kung Fu look, but yeah. it looks like wire work. Yeah. <laughs> they really kind of have that on the next two. Yeah. But uh, yeah, and, and with most movies you see it and you're just like, yep, they're, uh, they're jumping off this 20-foot building and they just land right on their feet and they're running. There's no impact yeah. or whatever. Yeah, Like anything, it can be done well and... Yeah. And bad at this, and yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we'll put a pin in it this time. There we and go. This one, uh, we've taken the red pill. We see what the reality <laughs> of movies are, and we're we're ready to dive deeper into it. Follow we're, the rabbit. We're gonna we're gonna follow <laughs> yeah. We're gonna follow that rabbit. We are in Wonderland, and we're gonna follow that rabbit all the way through uh, to next time. To the next uh, major. Till the next Matrix, which will be the next episode after this. All right, cool. Uh, actually, I think we'll do both. I think we'll just do both back to back. Yeah, because it's one, one movie. It'll one, reinforce as, the idea. I'm going to reinforce. I'm going. I'm going to humor you and reinforce the <laughs> feeling of it being one singular movie. That's not me. That's a Wachowski's. <laughs> but until then, thank you all for joining us again, and goodbye. I don't know. I don't know. How do you? What, there's no. There's no. Whoa. I mean, what's the first catchphrase <laughs> for the Matrix that I can sign I out on? I don't, I don't know. But, yeah. But I got nothing. So just, just turn it off mid-sentence. So just, just how we always do it. Just like, yeah. And so I'm going to just stop it whenever I want to. <laughs>